Welcome to episode 40 of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, Nathan, I can't believe it. As we record this episode, we are in the middle of June and the year is almost half over. Can you believe that? Oh, my gosh, Tim. No, I can't. And, you know, for me, I, I get through, you know, the end of, of December, you know, December 30, December 31st, December 29th. And, you know, our uh, we finally go black for the year. We we're not red anymore. We're black. Everything's great. And uh, and then January 1st comes and I kind of, you know, take the back of my wrist and wipe across my forehead and go, Whew, you know, we made it. And uh, then I take a couple of weeks where it's kind of rest a little bit and think a little bit. And then I turn around and the year's half over. It's just, it is amazing how fast this goes. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because we're, uh, I heard somebody say that the older you get, the faster time goes. So maybe, maybe it's that phenomenon. I don't know. Well, I'm at hyperspeed at the moment. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. The reason I, I bring that up probably for two reasons. The first is make sure you take a break. You're halfway through the year. Maybe it's been tough or you've been working hard. Make sure you take a day or two or a few days, get your vacation, but take some time to catch your breath and uh, prepare for the, for the second half of the year. The other thing I think Nathan and I would encourage you to do, we're, we're both doing it with our respective organizations, is say we're halfway through so what do we need to do for the second half? Look at your goals. Uh, what about what's going to happen at the end of the year for your fundraising? You know, begin to make some plans, some adjustments so that you can finish the second half of the year strong. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just, you know, so much of the, of the things that we talk about in this podcast is being intentional. Uh, and so looking at fundraising and looking at your programs and looking at your governance structure and finance and marketing and all the, all those things. And, and to work towards a strong finish to the end of the year, because pretty much we're halfway through the year. And for a lot of, of small to medium sized nonprofits, it, it's a, now a sprint to the end of the year. And so just getting ready for that. And, and I think, and also part of that, don't forget mindset, you know, check on, you know, where you are mentally and, and how you're feeling about things, but also, you know, having a mindset that, yes, we are going to be successful. Yes, we can do this. All right. Well, Tim, I got my coffee. I'm ready to go today. And we are going to be talking about something that we haven't really talked about too much about in the past. And that is the topic of making overhead. And first, can you walk us through, Tim, on, on what the term overhead actually means? Sure, Nathan. I, I'd be happy to talk about that. So when, when you think of overhead, it's basically what does it take for your organization to operate in the same way as a business or, or other types of organizations? But there's a certain amount of money uh, that you need to actually just operate. And that's usually broken down into two separate components. The first uh, component is the administrative overhead. So admin overhead typically means expenses that are not program related. So it could be the money you spend for fundraising, you know, uh, to, to have events or meals or whatever you would do to, to raise funds. It could be marketing costs, um, accounting software that you use uh, 
is example of a, a purely admin overhead cost, office rent, mortgage payments, your audit, anything that it, that you need, office supplies, anything that you need to operate as an organization. The second part of that, though, is your program overhead. And program overhead are things like your programming staff to actually run to run the program, or materials, or supplies, the training that you need to carry out your program. So bring those two things together, and that basically is what it takes for you to operate to carry out your mission. So, Tim, you're saying that an organization's overhead is a combination of administrative and program overhead. That's that's right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So as executive directors and as leaders of small to medium-sized nonprofits, which one is more important for us to be watching? Well, I think, to be honest with you, I think both are equally as important. You have to, you have to watch both of them. Um, the sum of both of those overhead costs will be the bare minimum you need to finish a month or a quarter or even a tie, an entire year. Um, it depends on how you how you break it down or how you or how you look at it. But it's what it's going to take you to get through the year. That's part of your budget. When you're sitting down and you're you're doing a budget for the for the upcoming year, you're looking at what does it take for us to exist? What does it take for us to do our our mission to carry out our mission? That is a really important number to know and to figure out. So let's say, uh, God forbid, but let's say, Tomorrow, donations dry up. No more money's coming in. How long could you as an organization continue if no more resources came in? Now, that's, I mean, that's kind of unheard of. Surely somebody would throw us a bone, you know, at some point. Someone would give us, you know. But let's just, let's play that out and say no more funds come in. Well, the way to find out is to look at what you have in the bank and divide that by your basic monthly expenses. What does it take to operate your organization? And at a base level, that should give you an idea how long you can exist. And it also lets you set a standard for how many months of cash you should have in the bank at any given time. I think, Nathan, as you and I talked about this, you talked about it as a burn rate, you know, going through the, going through the money. But I believe that Knowing what it takes to operate your organization lets you set a standard of how much money we should have in the bank, how many months should we have it. Our organization basically um, sets three months. We need to have three months of, of uh, cash in the bank. So if everything stopped today, we would continue for at least three months. Yeah, that and that's a, a really incredibly important number to know. Uh, and I I do call it the uh, burn rate. And I heard that somewhere. I don't know where I heard it. I didn't come up with it, but it's pretty descriptive. And I like descriptive terms. Uh, terms. And you'll never know exactly to the dollar because of variable expenses. And so it's going to fluctuate up and down a, a few percentage points. But for the most part, you should know as an executive director, as a, as a leader, you should know what that number is, uh, whether it's a month or a quarter or, or the annual year. And that you you need to know that so that you have a sense of whether you're up or down on that number. Um, so that's that's really important to keep track of. And I just one thing I'll just say, too, and this could be for another episode. But remember, as a nonprofit, we are not in it 
to try to keep as much of that money as we can. We need to keep enough money that allows us, again, to be able to continue to operate and respond to different situations and to grow. But we are here, people are giving us money to solve problems, to save people, to change people's lives, to change situations. So we shouldn't be afraid of spending that money to do exactly our mission. But at the same time, we have a stewardship role, which is we need to make sure that we are uh, that we do have enough to take care of take care of our expenses. So it's it's we find ourselves in kind of an interesting position. Um, sometimes we have people who are like, "Oh man, we got to hold on to the money. We got to hold on to the money," and others like, "Hey, spend it all." And we're somewhere in between there. <laughs> Right. And, and e- every organization is going to be different. Um, our organization, we, we operate in Haiti and Haiti is on a natural fault line. So earthquakes are very common uh, in our neck of the woods. And we're also in a, a part of the ocean that I affectionately call uh, Hurricane Alley. So there is Haiti and the, the island of Hispaniola always under during hurricane season, always under the threat of a hurricane and an earthquake is just, it's not, if it's going to happen, it's just when it's going to happen. So for us are the, the, the dollar amount that we set aside is a little higher than what some organizations might only because the, the, the threat of a major catastrophe is very high for us. Now, if you're, you know, if you're a, a county historical museum, okay, well, you know, you may not have need to have as much cash on hand because you know, you, pr- you probably aren't going to have big whipsaws uh, of needs. You're probably going to be pretty consistent. So not everybody's going to be the same. So now that we have, uh, we know that we need to watch both the admin overhead and the program overhead. What specific ideas do you have for us to help make sure that we cover our overhead costs? Well, I think there's uh, just some specific, three specific ideas for us today that we could look at. The first one is this. It's really important as executive director that you pay attention to your expenses, that you take the time to really look at it. So every dollar you don't spend, um, you don't have to fundraise. So that's a, that's a good part. That's, that's a good thing. That, that's okay. That's all right. Now for Nathan, who loves to fundraise, he'd say, come on, let's keep going. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, as a nonprofit leader, it's really easy for us to get caught up in the excitement of our program, and um, and we and we want you to. I mean, this is where I feel like sometimes this is more of an art than a science. So there's a lot of science in here, but there's also art. But you need to pay attention to your expenses and not get so caught up in the excitement of your program that you don't have a time enough time to um, really evaluate your expenses, really see where you, where you are. Nonprofit organizations on one hand, are just like any other for-profit business over time, they can get fat. Uh, you know, too many staff spending money on things that have outlived their usefulness or the old, well, we've always done it that way. And we're going to keep doing it that way. It kind of creeps in and all at once, pretty soon you're spending, you know, five, 10, 15% more than you really need to, to carry out your mission. I was telling Nathan that I I have seen nonprofits get caught to where their overhead has become the driving force. And it feels like they keep raising funds to exist. And they have to because they've made so many commitments. 
that they that they are focused on existing rather than on the mission that their organization is supposed to have. And that's not a fun that's not a fun place to be at all as executive director. Okay, so I, I understand uh, what you're saying and that that how important that is. But I'm I'm not a finance expert, as we all know. So how would you suggest uh, an executive director go about that? First of all, um, take some time and maybe even a a day or two away from the organization and sit down with your budget and go through it kind of with a magnifying glass and fine tooth comb. Really look at, you know, look, look for trends, look for how, how things are spending. Look at, you know, really look at where the money is going, follow the money. Um, You know, your organization. And I think if you take time, clear your mind for a day, you really would be able to begin to identify some some areas that could be addressed and maybe some changes that need to uh, to be made. I just I met with our treasurer this week and we are going to sit down in the next few weeks and we're going to do exactly this. We're looking through our budgets and our expenses because we have some things we want to do. We have some some investments we want to make, but we want to get an idea of of where we are right now and what that means if we make some of those changes. So bringing somebody in who's even uh, a better financial expert or maybe a board member who kind of understands the organization but also is good with finances, finding someone to put their eyes on it as well and that can dialogue with you. Yeah, and and I think, Tim, there is a difference when it comes to folks in the accounting world. There are There's a skill set that is debits and credits. So pure accounting, you know, if if a um, if if an expense is it go into, are we going to capitalize that expense or does it go in as an expense? You know, there, there's pure debits and credits, and that is a skill set and a talent. And everybody, every organization needs that type of work. But I think a lot of of nonprofits and especially the smaller ones where they miss out an opportunity is the other side of that, and that is a CFO. Uh, perception or a CFO perspective. So somebody that can help you forecast and somebody who can help you make financial decisions now that will impact the future. And that's, it's a different skill set. And, and I think that's something that you really, as a, as a, especially as an executive director, you really need to be looking for somebody who can help you probably a volunteer, probably you can't afford that as a, as a staff person, but find somebody who can help you with that type of future forecasting, I guess, is the word I'm using. Again, you may be smaller. You may not have these resources, but as soon as you can, never back off the idea of maybe I need to pay someone to help me. And we're not talking about thousands of dollars or whatever, but Sometimes as nonprofits, we have a we have such a scarcity mindset, which is something we're going to talk about down the road, that we we don't think about saying, hey, I could take a hundred dollars and pay someone for, you know, I don't know how much time, but just to to give me their advice, give me their input. So CFO coaching or whatever, I think you mentioned. So anyway, don't be afraid to ask for help in this, but you need to take time to actually look at it and figure out where, where we are. Another step, um, and I, this is probably put in because of Nathan, you need to really get serious about your fundraising program. 
So if you don't put fundraising as one of your primary action steps, the bottom line is your organization will not thrive. It's just that simple. Some people might say fundraising is a necessary evil, but that's not <laughs> We don't say that, do yeah. we, Tim? No, we don't. <laughs> it's a necessity for sure. <laughs> but to be honest, it is a lifeblood of your organization. So people are, people are out there ready to support the work you do, and they're looking for someone to solve these problems, and um, they want to get behind what's what's going on. And so you need to get serious as an executive director. If you have a vision, if you want to do more things, if you want to solidify your foundation, you need to say, hey, fundraising is part of what I'm doing and I'm going to go after that. Yeah. Fundraising and how the organization addresses fundraising starts with the executive director. It starts with you and your opinion of it, your enthusiasm for it, your perception of it, that the the board will follow your lead. And if you, if you have the necessary evil mindset, then your organization is going to follow that. So if you, if you want to get better at hitting your overhead and getting your overhead met every month, every quarter, every year, you got to get excited and serious about your fundraising program. The the third, the third area is as a nonprofit leader, learning um, and getting better, developing skills to help our organizations run lean. And, you know, there's a whole, there's books, there's whole trainings around, you know, lean manufacturing, running lean organizations. And I think there are very, there's very, a lot of positive things about that. My experience has been that I found executive directors at two ends of the spectrum, one end of the spectrum is, wow, let's spend this money. Let's do extravagant things. Let's do, you know, we'll raise the money. We'll do whatever. There, That's kind of an abundance mentality. We could go out and get the resources we need. But sometimes it's a little bit over the top. And it's not thinking about the ramifications of that, for example. More so, particularly small organizations have been at the other end of the spectrum where there is, there is so tight there's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing onto every dollar that I have, and I'm afraid to spend any money because I may not have any more. And, you know, sometimes I've just, I've told C- CEOs, spend the dollars, spend it. You know, sometimes time is worth more than money. You know, you look at some of those kinds of things. And I guess maybe what I'm saying, some, there's, there's some kind of a um, continuum in the middle where it's learning to you know, be wise about what you spend, see where you can be lean, but don't be so tight that you don't invest in the things that are going to help, going to help you grow. And it's a little bit of that science and art conversation. The idea that sometimes intuition is there and sometimes investing by bringing a, a position, a person into a position or putting money into a program that would allow you to grow and take the next step, even though it's a little scary to put the money there. So yes, let's run lean. Let's run effective. Let's let's look at our programs. Let's look at the places where we're putting money and saying, is it really helping us move forward? Is it is it impacting us in a positive way? Or is it really just kind of a drain? 
and it's not doing what we what we thought it would do. So let's cut it out. You know, so we have to wrestle. We have to wrestle through some of those those kinds of things. Yeah, and you know the the technical term from a manufacturer and lean is a manufacturing term, and the the within a manufacturing setting, the definition of lean is a production process based on an ideology of maximizing productivity while simultaneously minimizing waste within a manufacturing operation. The lean principle sees waste as anything that doesn't add value that the customers are willing to pay for. Well, obviously we are not making widgets, so that doesn't totally apply to us, but it does apply to us. And what you just said, Tim, is do you have programs or portions of a program that you're doing that are no longer effective or maybe they're no longer needed? You know, maybe 20 years ago, what a, a program that you were doing was desperately needed. And now maybe it's not needed as much more. Maybe there's other organizations that are doing the work or maybe that need doesn't even uh, exist. Maybe you solved it. Uh, so, and, and you, those things don't, you have to, you have to spend time, you know, assessing that and thinking about that. You, n- normally in a typical day of an executive director, you're not going to have the realization that, Oh, well, maybe, you know, our number three program that we don't need that anymore. Usually that comes from intentional investigation and really looking for that as an issue. The, the one thing that I really appreciate you said, and I think all those things are really good, is remembering that we most of the time are not talking about widgets, but we are talking about people. And typically people are are being impacted by our uh by our our programs and we have people who are volunteering or working with it. So people's a big part of it. And you just need to be careful that you don't begin to treat people like widgets. Exactly. And that is the, I think you mentioned earlier, the art and science of what we do. And that's definitely the art component of that because the decisions you make as the executive director, not to put any more pressure on anybody, but it does impact people's lives. Uh, yeah. And that's the whole purpose of what we do. But you know, decisions have consequences, both good and bad, and you always have to balance that. And sometimes you have to make hard decisions. And and we are, we are saying, take a look, <laughs> know what you're, know what you're spending. Is it effective? You know, are we getting, are we getting the bang for the buck that we we are hoping for? So anyway, those are some of the things. You know, taking time to to look at. You know, getting away, taking time to look at where you're spending, get serious about fundraising and see how you can run as lean as possible without sacrificing the impact of our programs and the impact on people. Wow, that is an awesome list of how to help cover your overhead. One thing that was obvious to me is as we walked through that together is it really is about intentionality. And in in several of our podcast episodes, we talk about how difficult it is to be a leader in a small to medium-sized organization because you have so many things coming at you all the time, and you just don't have time to sit and think. Well, that's absolutely true, Nathan. And um, nothing I talk about today just happens. It's like, oh, it's just going to show up on my desk. It does come about through intentional action and sustained focus on making these things happen. So we're encouraging you to take the time to to take a look and, and move forward. And especially now that we're about halfway through the year. 
That's right. <laughs> so, well, thank you for listening to today. Uh, what issues are you struggling with in your nonprofit leadership? How can we help? Is there a topic we could address that would be helpful to you? You could go to nonprofitleader.online and leave us a message or send us an email. Our email addresses are always in the show notes. And also, can we ask a favor? Would you leave a review of our podcast on the platform on which you are listening? That really helps us with the algorithms and it really helps us get our message out and get our show out to other people who might really benefit from uh, from what we have to say and, and what we're sharing on this show. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Thank you.